Coming up tonight on the Big Footy Podcast, we talk all about last week's games, we talk all about this week's games, and we talk all about the news that happened in between. Coming up in the extra, we talk to Russell Eben Hamble all about Port Adelaide. All that and more, coming right up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I am, of course, the Wookiee. With me tonight, I have Cookson from the St Kilda Football Club board. I'm feeling a strange sense of deja vu. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also with us tonight from the Port Adelaide Football Club's board, uh, I have Russell Ebert Hamball. Uh, good evening, Wookiee. Good evening, Cookson. And, uh, yes, so it, it's... <laughs> We won't, we won't dwell on how we've had to do this twice, but uh, thank you for playing along. We, um, it's been a very lacklustre week news-wise in football. I don't know if you've noticed, but the big news stories have been things like Dustin Martin, you know, getting caught driving unregistered, and the secret footballer writing that apparently uh, uh, group sex is no longer uh, on the cards for the AFL footballer. But um, what were your highlights from this particular round, guys? We'll start with Cookson because I know uh, I know Russell Ebert Hamble's got a, bit, a little bit uh, to um, to run through. Mm. Probably would just be St Gilda winning again. I mean, we're probably going to lose this week, but still, two wins, more than what people expected. With, in the words of Ted Witten, sticking them right up. <laughs> well, who would have thought St Gilda would be 2-0 up? I mean, most of us predicted a wooden spoon result here. And while while the teams they they have beaten haven't been you know necessarily world beaters, two 0 up at the start of the season is a very handy start. Yep, better than being two 0 down. Absolutely. I, w- I reckon I would have picked them to be two nil up about four weeks ago, but when GWS destroyed Sydney, I didn't think they could beat GWS. Mm. What was your highlight from the round, uh, Russell Ebert Hamble? The whole day. How about the whole Saturday? Uh, just, just a, it was just a great atmosphere, um, you know, beautiful day. Walked about two k's to the Oval, so you know, didn't have to worry about public transport, trying to find parking, didn't have to worry about crammed buses. And, you know, as I got there, I saw five or thousands of people coming streaming over the bridge. There was all this stuff that, you know, not doesn't really interest me, but lots going on and people happy, no aggro between Crows and Port supporters, just everybody 
it was like a big event. It was like a big event. Um, I guess they, the thing I can probably liken it to, it's not even like a grand final because a grand final, you're sort of nervous. You want your team to do it. It's almost like going to the Olympics or going to Port's first game at the MCG. This massive sense of anticipation. Um, and, you know, it ended up being a great day because the result was great. But I still reckon if we had a lost, it would have been disappointed, but it still would have come our way. Well, we're finally here at Adelaide Over. What a great stadium. There's going to be fantastic coming to the footy in the future. Mm. I think, um, I mean, my team didn't win on the weekend, but my favourite part of the week was the uh, all the whinging coming from the Crows quarters uh, on this side of things. You know, who who deserves the right to have the first game at Adelaide Oval was one of my favourites. Um, just uh, so much, so much angst over who got the first game. It was unbelievable. And then you know, and then you throw in all the drama over you know whether they can wear the state jumper at Adelaide Oval because you know they wanted to muscle in on the promotional side of things. Was uh, was highly amusing. I still reckon that was some marketing ploy just to build something up. Well, I think everyone wanted a piece of the opening. To be honest, that's where I think that came in. It was the Crows' way of backdoor ambushing uh, Port Adelaide in a way. And it backfired spectacularly on them. Uh, so, um... oh, there's no doubt that there was a there was a sense of ambush marketing involved, and um, you know the deal at the AFL who sort of ticked it off, and even I guess Lee Wicker without sort of thinking, but yeah, it backfired. But you know that was a few weeks ago, so I didn't even think about it in the couple of days lead up to it. No, but all around, it was a uh, it was a fairly reasonable. Uh, it was it was a it was a good day. My uh, my girlfriend works in Rundle Mall, and she was basically telling me that you know one minute there were thousands of people in the mall, and the next minute it was just empty when they headed off. So yeah, well the mall is dead on a Saturday, aren't they? So yeah, you know, people saying oh this is lame idea, lame idea. I got to admit I I did it once, sort of the march to the MCG for the first final against um, Collingwood, and that was good fun. I mean. I didn't think I, I didn't do it, and I thought, oh, no, I probably won't do it when it's here in Adelaide. But um, because I come from the other way, so there's no need for me to go to the mall and then traipse all the way back. But it's it's a good little piece of marketing. It's a bit of fun. It's something different. Um, the Seattle Sounders, I don't know where they pinched it from anywhere, but when they um, they got into the um, MLS, they started doing it there. With, they call it the March to the Match, and they get themselves a band and. Drew Carey is uh, a part owner, and he said, we've got to have a, a band, and it's all sort of drums and brass section, and he, it's called the Sound Waves because um, Seattle is in Puget Sound. So people say they come from the north sound or the south sound of the, of the landmass there. So um, yeah, I've watched that. I actually saw that in October on a, on a, T, on a, on a, T, a Bloomberg TV show about um, how Seattle have created Because the Seattle MLS side get double the crowd of what number two side I'd get, which I think is um, the LA Galaxy Beckham side. So it was an interesting story, and I thought about it. Yeah, okay, we've done we've done a couple of these over in Melbourne. I wonder if we'll do something for Adelaide Oval, and it looks like it's going to be every week. Mm. I think there is a really... Well, how that thing started, I think it started out in the European continent, like around Amsterdam, German, Germany leagues, all that, but just they got big drums and just players and they'd go nuts before a game because I think I've seen footage of Dortmund fans doing it and 
they go properly mental. It's a, literally a sea of yellow. So if that comes to the AFL, that would be good. Just fans chanting, just yelling with the drums. It just it'll make it good. It'll make it fun, you know. Mm. Well, that's that's the whole idea. I think yeah. it, was, it was to be fun. Obviously, it, um, uh, it's a little bit of marketing because uh, you know all the TV cameras want to yeah. be there because uh, Port did it the week before and. All the commercial, the ABC didn't show it on the news, but all the commercial stations showed it on the news, so it's a little bit of free PR. But, um, yeah, as I said, if I was around the place uh, in the, near the mall when I was going to the game, I'd join in, but uh, just from the direction I come, I'm not going to make a specific thing. It'll be interesting, it's the middle of winter, it's 14, 15 degrees, we're not playing well, then, then that'll be a test as to how much uh, people want to do it. I know though that people do do that because Saints and Kilda did it last year. I think the last couple of games before the Fremantle won around 23, and that got apparently, uh, I think like 5,000 ish people. I can't really remember. It sounded impressive, so. It's probably indicative of uh, how exciting the footy is at the moment that we're talking about a march to the footy rather than the actual what happens on the ground. Yeah. I think it's just, and I said this before we started recording, but like Robbo said on 360 last night, I think people are taking their time warming into the game, uh, warming into the, the, the league this season. I, I don't think there's any major cause for concern. Certainly no need to you know, man the lifeboats two rounds into the season. But, uh, you know. I still think it was a good thing the Ashes were on this year as it kind of took a bit of focus away from that AFL on the whole for essence saga and all that and also with it i think the crowds will improve throughout the year as there's a well there's a fifa world cup song which means well australians are going to go out and support australia for a couple of weeks so that will probably just it drags folks away from afl and it will make afl more enjoyable too because it's not afl 24 7 all the time which would just be it's a good thing to just have less football really mm. Well, the AFL says that uh, the crowds this weekend were the uh, second, uh, the third highest round two attendances in AFL history, apparently. Um, and that's despite uh, less than desirable crowd for the Richmond Carlton game on Thursday night, which, uh, by all accounts, was a very frustrating uh, game if you're a Carlton fan Hilarious. or a Richmond if fan. You're really. neutral. And. Uh, Reportedly hilarious, for... according to the neutrals. So. Is that for real? Is there... The AFL produced stats. I mean, there's been some big, big uh, numbers early on in the season. The AFL says that uh, the total number of fans that went to the AFL across the weekend was 315,838. Uh, was second only behind last year's second round at 350,000. And also in 2010, where 317,000 people uh, went uh, across all eight games, but I can tell you uh, through the magic of statistics that uh, the league is down 22% on its crowds from last year, thanks mainly to a very bad round one, which was like the lowest drawing crowd since the 70s. So. Round one, the games weren't great, but it really was just crap spreading out. Yeah. I know what they're trying to do with rugby league, but if they really want to do rugby league, why don't you just have, um, I don't know, maybe round one is two games, Brisbane versus 
Gold Coast and Sydney versus GWS. Well, I think last year they did a split round as well, and it was three games. I think it was Adelaide, Essendon, uh, GWS in Sydney, oh. and someone else. Uh, Fremantle West Coast, I reckon it was. We all hated it. And, I mean, we all hated it then, but it did actually kind of work. But uh, this year, for some reason, it was just... I think it was because the games were all at small grounds, whereas last year they were all at bigger grounds, and you had, like, you had the Western Derby in there at the same time. This year they were all at, like, little tiny, like, Carrara and York Park and... Spotless Stadium. Yeah, well, the Sydney Showgrounds, yeah. These tiny little grounds that, you know, and and four games at... yeah, four games at Docklands doesn't help either. So, I think people people that are, are going out there and, and saying that it's got... I mean, I think variable pricing could come into play. Um, but there haven't really been all that many games where it would have been affected. Um, I have, think... you, have you been to any games, Cooks, and where it's, that they've instituted it? Not by Sports and Kilda. It's just cheap seats all around for everyone. <laughs> it's... Um, but I, I think only might have even only been the Richmond Carlton and possibly the Essendon Hawthorne game, but the Essendon Essendon home games were all fully reserved seated anyway. So yeah, um, Sydney Collingwood may have been. No, they shut off the top tier on ANZ Stadium because they expected a less than crowd. Mm. No, they they should have. Um, look, I I think there are, there are many like the Sunday night game coming up against between Essendon and Carlton is really going to put the league, uh, will really tell the league a lot about where the crowds are at in terms of Sunday night games. Um, I think Carlton have like seven Sunday night games this year or something, so it's uh, not... Um... So that's seven o'clock Sunday night, not four o'clock. Or yeah, no, 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 we're not talking Sunday evening where, you know, you can get home at a reasonable time if you take your kids there. We're talking Sunday night, and it is essentially... Uh, turning out to be a very made-for-TV slot. It, it's, it's really is bullshit trying to get everything for TV. The AFL copies so much from the NFL. The NFL, the reason Monday Night Football is so big is that until recently, you know, had 15 games on the... or 14 games when it was on the... in the, in the 90s when there wasn't quite 32 teams. But you had you've got 15 games on the Sunday and one on the Monday. Because you can't you can't show footy or sorry gridiron on Friday night because that's for a, um, high school and then Saturday you can't because it's college. I know we don't have that restriction, but this need to have every single time slot sort of covered so that stuff isn't clashing. I just wonder if perhaps the Perth teams could make Sunday night their own because well, that would make that, sense. Four forty four forty local and their games are mostly shown locally on on local TV on free to air anyway. So you're talking about a decent Fox audience um, for two relatively well-drawing clubs. They get their local game, you know, live on a Sunday and, uh, you know, in in their own time. So it's going to draw good. It's going to be a packed stadium. I think that solves all of those issues. The AFL gets its game on TV because the Sunday night game's a Fox game anyway. I think so anyway. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Sunday four o'clock is a fox. I don't know about the seven seven o'clock games, but the four forty mm. Eastern Standard Time games are fox games. No, there's a fox game on four ten North 
North versus Port, so I expect that's the Fox game. I, I know, yeah, no, the Sunday night game's uh, yeah, Channel 7. Because there's no 3 o'clock game. But, I mean, either way, I think uh, it would... If they, if they have to have a game on a Sunday night, then uh, ideally it would be a Perth game. But if it's got to appeal to Channel 7, it's almost always going to be a Melbourne game at Docklands, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, that's just how the league thinks. It's well, like TV, it's like Friday nights. The TV studio's next door, so they don't have to move the cameras too far. They can use the roof. That said, next week uh, the Sunday night game is Fremantle Essendon from uh, Subiaco. So, and what, what, what time is that local? That's four forty local, which is you know seven o'clock yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne time, yeah. Well, that's, there you go. That's but I reckon that, that'll work. That makes sense, though. So. Yep. Well, it's actually two forty, so it's a Sunday afternoon game, but it'll be on at about six o'clock Melbourne time. By the uh, time by the by the time the ball's bounced. Uh, daylight saving finishes on Sunday morning, so it'll be four. It'll be the four forty time slot Melbourne time. It says two forty on the AFL's website, so. Yeah, well, it's two forty Perth time. It'll be four forty on Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. What? What Sunday night football should be done? though, is when we have a public holiday before, and like, well, I know Easter Sunday night. Would that be a worthwhile endeavor? That that, that, that makes sense. that's logical though. Like... Yeah. Or. If Anzac Day happens on a Monday, as on Monday, have a Sunday night game. I mean, that will be gangbusters. Thing. Isn't Anzac Day this year? It's a Friday, and there's three games on on Anzac Day this year. That's going to become the norm because now they're going to um, Wellington. It'll be done the norm. It'll have um, two thirty roughly will be bounced down at the MCG. Five thirty somewhere else. Uh, five. Sorry, five thirty will be Wellington. And then eight thirty somewhere else. Well, the games this year: Collingwood, Essendon, obviously at the MCG, St Kilda, and Brisbane in Wellington. And the third game, which I guess makes sense, is Fremantle and North from. I was just, just going to say that if it's eight thirty, the game it makes sense. Um, uh, so it's six thirty Perth time, eight thirty on the uh, on the Eastern Seaboard. The interesting thing about that though is that Fremantle, uh, Perth, the Waffle, I believe, have is it the Len Hall game. The yeah, I think the that's, that's, yeah, it happens, I think, on every when it's a Friday night. But I think the Waffle make a fairly big deal out of uh, Anzac Day as well, don't they? Well, there's a there's a fairly decent Anzac Day clash that they have there. I th- um, one of our WA guys will probably correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's the grand final replay day, like the Sandfall. Mm, and, and, and it is, like, the best attended day that they have, so I'm not sure how... Whether having a night, well, a late afternoon, well, it is actually a night game in Perth, so that's going to finish very late if you're watching that on TV. Well, that'll finish 11.30. Yeah. 11, 11.20, 11.15, 11.20, and the TV, the telecast will finish at 11.30. So you, you'll get a good 12 hours of footy in on Anzac Day if you're, if you're watching. On, yep. on Fox, at least, anyway. Yep, well, those are a 24-7 footy station. Hey, back to the crowds. Yes, mate. It makes sense why you got three hundred thousand so poorly. We got nine games, not eight. So three hundred, you know, three hundred thousand people turning up on eight games. The average is, you know, a bit higher than uh, three hundred thousand turning up for nine because mm. it, it just didn't sound right. But that's the reason why. Well, this was pointed out in the crowd stood as well. Yeah. Like, you can make up the numbers all you like, but there are more games now than there used to be, and the fact is, the average 
is a lot lower. Like the actual round average is a lot lower. Last year it was uh, 39,000 up until round two. This year it's only 31. So it's uh, it's it's a little pear shaped. But last last year, just comparing the crowds to last year alone, um, nine games each. So what can you do? I've got it, I've got it in front of me. Yes, seven sixteen thousand versus five sixty one. Yeah. Well, I've got the average attendance for last year compared to other sporting leagues. NFL got 67K. The Bundesliga, 45K. But they have standing room and a lot more things. The Premier League, which is what we really do compare a lot to start to, got just got one foul, got 1,200 more than us, roughly. Mm. So we average pretty well worldwide. I mean, oh, look, this, like, I said, like I said, there's no need to man the lifeboats. Yeah, we're two rounds into the season. It's a sluggish start. But there are some big games coming up uh, July, uh, this, just this week. I mean, we know that the Crows game against uh, Sydney is sold out already. We know that... Uh, where am I? Round... It's the Kurt Tippett revenge game. Yeah. Everyone in Adelaide will be wanting... We've got the grand final, re- grand final replay Friday night. you got Adelaide-Sydney on Saturday. You've got Collingwood and Geelong, which historically draws pretty well, uh, and that's Sunday. Uh, that's Saturday night. Then you've got Essendon and Carlton on Sunday night. That might not draw so well. But see, I'm not sure if Collingwood yeah. and Geelong is going to be subject to variable pricing as well. That's historically a seventy thousand plus game as well. And then around four, it also gets pretty good. We've got Richmond Carlton and uh, Richmond Collingwood. Yeah, Richmond Collingwood. Sorry. Yeah. Fremantle lesser. We just need a few hangers, a few controversial four-week four bumps, you know, things like that. Sitting home Sunday, after sort of on, being on such a high, now maybe, maybe I was never going to get pumped up after what happened Saturday, but what, the two games on Sunday, um, Melbourne, West Coast, and then uh, North and uh, the Bulldogs, okay, I can understand North don't want to be like last year, they want to improve their defensive play. I just couldn't get enthusiastic watching those games. Mm. I think um, it's also interesting that the last year's round one was bookended. It was Richmond Carlton at the uh, MCG on the Thursday night or the Friday night, and then it was it ended with um, Geelong Hawthorne on the public holiday on the Monday, and the Hawthorne Geelong game isn't until what round seven or something. So. It's uh, I, I think the crowds will come around. There are a few blockbusters coming up, and there's a few average-sized crowds coming up. And Gold Coast seem to be pulling their weight at the moment. We're still in pre-season mode, really. Every it's, it's just taking its time to get out. Yeah. Um, the AFL has apparently decided that uh, there is no truth to the rumour that there'll be no free tickets for veterans on Anzac Day. So apparently, if you're a veteran. Anzac Day, you can still get him for free. Okay, well, is... no, no need to change that. <laughs> change that, that's no, common that's... sense, really. So that's that's all... Really, there is just no news. The secret footballer has revealed that orgies are no longer <laughs> taking place in the AFL. Now, this, this did catch my eye this week, obviously. But uh, the secret footballer... And there is uh, something of a bit of a thread on um, on Big Footy uh, concerning who this might be. 
and uh, at the moment I'm not sure who's leading that particular speculation but uh, I'm not even sure we have a poll there or anything but um, this week's article, it's an ex St Kilda player. I can guarantee that it has to be either Nick Dalzander or Luke Ball. It does. It does read very much like it could be an ex, uh, an ex St Kilda player. So. Um, oh, it could be. Could be anybody. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, they feel the need to tell the tell the world that, that it's changed. <laughs> it's, Need to sell papers somehow. Uh, true, true. But it's interesting that footballers feel that they... I mean, let's face it, they didn't advertise it beforehand, but now they feel the need to say, hang on, those days are over, boys. Or, ladies and gentlemen, we're no longer... It doesn't look like the young players are into it anymore. I just, I just love how he was saying how there was a very... Um, there was a moment where he caught himself one day and it was just like... This is no longer uh, this is no longer appropriate. So, but I do like the bit where it says, "I consider myself the ultimate team uh, the ultimate team man." <laughs> like, and share uh, and share alike. So, it's but, a Luke Ball, it's got to be a Luke Ball. I don't, I can't see uh, I can't see Luke Ball um, going going for that. Ah, uh, well, maybe we've got to interview the St. Kilda schoolgirl and she can confirm what Yeah. Well, happened when the younger two had been, like, ten. Uh, well, no, she, I mean, she can confirm or deny that it's still happening. Mm, true. So... Or, or, sorry, it's happening, not still, because I'm not in, um, saying that she was involved back seven or eight years ago. I just thought it was an odd article to have. In any case, guys, we're joined finally by Happy Dude from the Carlton board, who has uh, deemed fit to join us after sleeping in, apparently. Good evening, Happy Dude. Hey, guys. Welcome to the main board podcast, my friend. This is where the professionals hang out. I'm in the big leagues now. You are? This is where fame and fortune can take you to places you fully expected to, really. That's... <laughs> Um, we're currently talking about uh, the article by the secret footballer in uh, the age yesterday where he refers to uh, group sex no longer being appropriate for the uh, average AFL footballer in this day and age. <laughs> Did you catch that article, Happy Dude? No, I didn't actually. Well, <laughs> it's uh, one for the ages. We're speculating as to who it might be, and uh, our current school of thought seems to be that it, it very much reads like it could be a St Kilda supporter. I probably would have followed that same school of thought, to be honest. I do like where the, where the article does name where you can find these footballers <laughs> as well. I'm going to have to check this one out. Footballers at <laughs> Melbourne-based clubs, for example, can often be found at Eve or Motel or CQ on a Saturday night or the Barclay Hotel on a Sunday evening. And some of them will be looking in the unsubtle vernacular to quote unquote collect their loot. Oh God! So, um, ladies, if you're looking for somewhere to go and pick up a footballer, now you know where. But wasn't wasn't there a whole string of uh, nightclubs down Flinders Lane and is it um, King Street in the eighties that was all footballers all hung out pretty much in those half a dozen clubs so close to each other. I don't know. I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a few on King Street that they all used to bounce between. Yeah. 
And but after... what I mean is they were close. They were almost you could do a crawl. The footballers could do a crawl from one to the other because they were all sort of close to each other. I, I, all I know is if you're in Adelaide, you can probably pick up uh, players from either club at the Ramsgate. Never <laughs> sure. Never uh, did you see that? They were apparently at the Ramsgate this weekend. Oh, yeah, trying to do some... You know, oh, yeah, see, the mending Rams, fences. The Rams built, uh, built some big beer garden out the back and they pushed the fact they got all these bloody screens to come and watch the footy. So, uh, it's all part of some marketing by the Ramsgate. Put on them. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick look at the games coming up for this week. Um, and then uh, later on, we're going to be talking to Russell Ebert Hamble about Port Adelaide and uh, how they're going and how they've transformed and, you know, the wonders that Hinkley and Koshy are working down there. But uh, it is a relatively big round compared to round one. So um, starting off on Friday night, Hawthorne Fremantle, the grand final replay at the MCG. Um, how are we seeing that going? Hawthorne I was, winning. I was, I was pumped a week or so ago when I found out, but I think... Uh, Freo's just got too many injuries to keep players to... Apparently Hawthorne have a lot of injuries as well. I mean, apparently everyone's injured. Fife, uh, <laughs> Mundy... Uh, not Mundy, Fife, Barlow, and what was the other one out of the midfield? Um, out, well, Fife's got an injury, but um, suspension. Did you see the complaints in their West Australian today about uh, Fife getting suspended and being ineligible for the brown line now? Yeah, they're very, very presumptuous of the uh, headline writer, the subby. <laughs> the good old Westies. I swear they are just an inch away from succession at any time. Lord, he wasted a crap lot of money putting money. While on Hawthorne, while on the Hawks, so... Um, did you see the uh, AFL and the uh, staging stuff that was levelled against uh, Jordan Lewis and Jared White? No, Brendan Goddard has, is a ranger in denial. <laughs> uh, he, is. he plays golf, so he's got a lot of perpetual anger in him. He just, he really hits hard. <laughs> it's surprised Jordan Lewis is still standing. I mean, he was dog act. It's the heinous thing I've seen on a football field. <laughs> I do. I just. I, I laugh and I still shake my head when I see the replay of Jared White getting kicked in the chest oh. and grabbing his face. So, well, it's um, a World Cup 2006 with Rivaldo. The ball gets soccered back to him in the knees and he grabs his head and goes down like he's been shot in the face. Not quite as bad, but not far off. So uh, Saturday, uh, the big game there is uh, obviously Adelaide Sydney which is already sold out, and Collingwood and Geelong. Um, how are we going to see that Collingwood-Geelong game on, on, the, on Saturday night? I keep thinking Geelong's going to win, Geelong's going to win, but I keep thinking just always back that Collingwood plays well against Geelong every time. What do you think the crowd's going to be for this game? Because, again, we were talking about variable pricing and stuff earlier, and I think it will apply to this particular game because it traditionally draws over 70,000. Um. What I'm up for sixty-five thousand two hundred and seventy-six. What's the weather supposed to be? Twenty degrees, possible shower. So normal Melbourne weather. So yeah, pretty much an average day in Melbourne. Uh, I don't know. Is this one of the uh, the games that the seventy thousand Collingwood members can get into? It's a Collingwood home game, so you'd hope so. <laughs> so all those one-game members have got. Um, I shouldn't laugh on three-game members, but. 
you know, I, unless this variable pricing is really tough, I, I would expect sort of normal crowd, 70,000. I'm not sure it's tough as much as it is confusing. What I might, what I meant by tough is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a large hike. No, no, that's true. There is there is a hike for these uh, blockbuster games. Um, Adelaide, Sydney on uh, in the afternoon on the Saturday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't pick this one. They're, they're equally uh, under the pump at the moment. Adelaide do have a good record against Sydney, though, and more so at the SCG. Uh, the Swans have won sort of. They're almost fifty fifty here in the last two or three years. But Adelaide have a bloody good record at the SCG. I reckon they're are about uh, two to one is their, is their win-loss ratio at the SCG. So uh, if it goes to the norm, I'd say Adelaide probably win, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me Sydney win. Mm. This game is but, sold out, yeah. and it's also the only professional football ground, I think, uh, in the country for Australian football where you will actually be able to have a kick on the ground after the game. Apparently the Crows had that okayed by Oval Management uh, this week. So, um, also the Crows sold out, uh, well not sold out, but they topped their membership record as well. They hit 53,000 uh, yesterday, I think, which is a good sign. Um, yeah, There's also probably the most important, of, I find the most interesting game on Saturday is one we haven't touched on so far is yes. Gold Coast versus Brisbane. Yeah, the, uh, the Q Clash. The, and I just shocked you all there, didn't I? The worst named uh <laughs> But that's, I mean, that's what I was about to say. Who came up with that name, the Q Clash? Some it's some just... marketing genius. Oh. Probably the same guys that came up with Greater Western Sydney. Oh, because you got obviously you got like you know the 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 Derby and Showdown and Q Clash. Like it just doesn't work. It should have just been the Clash. I mean, if they were going to go that way, but, and then yeah, yeah, people this... would like be singing My Sharona at them. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> the fight over cane toads, the yeah. cane toad cup. That that probably. I think Gold Coast. Should I go? Uh, yeah, that's what I think. I think I reckon Gold Coast will win comfortably. Yeah, I, I think Gold Coast yeah. will have this one in the bag. Although the Lions, they're an interesting side. They could be on an upswing. Yeah, it w- wouldn't surprise me. Lions did get up, but um, just because they can do that, they can jump up when you don't expect them to, and then lose what um, by a lot when you're expecting them to win. So, but I think I'll just stick with the safe option here and go with our Gold Coast, who I think are more more likely to take home the win. On on the Sunday, of course, we've got the blockbuster that is uh, Essendon versus Carlton, the traditional blockbuster. But uh, this game is being played on a Sunday night. Happy dude, how is this going to be affected by uh, the night game? This is normally a game that draws seventy five thousand people. Don't don't get me started on that time slot. I think it is the worst time slot. Uh, they always try and make Carlton play St Kilda on a Monday night once a year, and it, that, I can cl- clouds uh, cloud crowds suffer a lot because of this, and like kids don't get taken out because they've got school the next morning, and a lot of junior members suffer, and then um, people who live uh, out of the, the, the city, like rural areas or even outer suburbs that have work early the next morning, um, like myself, don't usually want to make the trip in. Um, I'm dedicated, so I'll drive in and then just like try and get to work an hour after the game finishes mm. out in Warrigal. But um, yeah, just I could see a lot of people suffering. I think this game would normally pull 60, 70,000 people uh, very easily. Um, we'll 
we'll probably get around 50, maybe push 60, mm. just because we're uh, um, expecting a good clash. But otherwise, I reckon it would have dropped down to about 40. Yep. Will there be a good barbecue without attract the crowd? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a better barbecue at, say, 4.40 on Sunday. <laughs> time slot would have been much better to attract the crowd. It's just a rubbish time slot. Yeah, I agree. It's just... Oh, you just tell someone for someone went to Channel Seven said, "What do you want, Seven? It said, "I want that," and I gone, "There you go." Without consultating anyone in the fans, members, or the actual clubs, to, you know, support yeah. the entire game. Mm. Yeah, they've they've got me doubly angry as well because it's uh it's Carlton's third game of the year, and we played on Sunday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night. Yeah. Mind you, none of those games have been our home games, I think. It was last week a home yeah, The first one was against Port Adelaide when oh, we yeah, pulled Port a, was a whopping 24,000. It is, it is somewhat comforting to me to know that the, uh, the other two games against our blockbuster rivals have been their home games. So, swing back 210 at the G. Swing, swings and roundabouts, as it were. Um, I think the game against Collingwood that we have is a Sunday as well, which is... Uh, not not so uh, not so ideal. Yeah. What the? <laughs> That's something Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Text message tone. Ooh, very good, very <laughs> good. And we have the also the crowd building. Yes. Uh, nominal clash of North versus Port. Own, no, see, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, in, and I've got to say that's nowhere near as exciting. Uh, crowd-wise, as what will set an all-time low record uh, on Sunday. Uh, 25 degrees, a few showers at Spotless Stadium, and it's GWS versus Melbourne. So Spotless will be crowdless. Spotless will be spotless. That's what will be going on there. But, yeah, it's... Ah, um... oh, so I've now worked it out. I've now worked it out why they've got a break-even of 7,000. I don't have to employ too many people to clean it up or, or to um, crowd manage. I'm not even sure they're going to get 7,000 to this game. But uh, it is it is about as exciting a game as watching paint dry. Yeah. Um, that would probably be the free-to-air game on Sunday as well, knowing oh, that. Oh, probably. Uh, the only thing that uh, might liven it up is if Je- uh, Jeremy Howell and uh, Cameron, just uh, the two Jeremys, just go berserk. Yeah. I will yeah. say this is about... GWS. I was watching Jonathan Patton last week. He looks slow. Like he needs to. I reckon he needs to lose a couple of kilos. He's just too big. Uh, the record, the free to air game on Sunday, yeah. is the Carlton Essendon game. Happy dude. Yeah, yeah. I so, was saying that'd probably be typical of them. Yep. In, now in, we move on to top of the table clash: West Coast versus St Kilda. In, in fact, just saying, just in saying that. Um, those Sunday night games, they appear to have been made for Channel 7. Oh, yeah. That's what I, that's what I was going to ask you, is yeah. that um, I know some clubs ask for Thursday night. What's driving Saturday night? Is it 7 or is it the clubs? Uh, Saturday night's a oh, 7. Sunday and, night. Sorry, uh, Sunday night. I, th- I think it's 7, driving Sunday nights is a better... Sunday afternoon is an appalling time slot TV-wise. <laughs> it is in the middle of a TV dead zone. It draws appallingly. Um, whether Sunday night is going to draw any better TV-wise um, remains to be seen because the only game we've got to go on so far is... Uh, a Foxtel game. A Foxtel game and... I guess... Uh, what's the, what's it be? Is it, would it be 10 years now that the, mo- that the Sunday night movies 
died because you don't get a Sunday night movie too often. That used to be traditionally the, one of the highest rating uh, time slots, you know, 15, even up to 15 years ago. But but there's no more Sunday night movie show. You get miniseries, uh, you know, that t- might take up to two hours. So I wonder if Seven are thinking, okay, we, we need something. It's been a long time up. since Bill Collins was on our TVs doing the Sunday night movie. I was going back, but I wasn't going back quite that far. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know what I mean? Okay, the, the world's different. But 19, well, 1995 is when pay TV came in. And definitely, even back then, the Sunday night movie was uh, was the big raider for the week. I just have and, visions now of Bill Collins introducing the game on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd uh, always get so pumped up, wouldn't you, Matt? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, we're not looking forward to a massively... Uh, Exciting game. The games that we didn't talk about, of course, on uh, Saturday being... Uh, West Coast St Kilda. West Coast St Kilda. How are you guys going to go over there, Cookson? Probably going to get thrashed. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> and well, I'll be happy with competitiveness. Nick Rewalt to get another free Brownlow votes and Eli Templeton and Luke Donson to just keep on keeping on. And the blockbuster at Etihad Stadium on Saturday afternoon between the Bulldogs and the Tigers. I actually think this could be interesting, this game. Yeah, I reckon I reckon it has the potential uh, to be interesting because uh, Richmond won't try and shut it down like North, and they've both got decent running sides. Yeah. Decent runners. It's just it'll be a battle of who can extract the best worth out of their key forwards. Richmond, I suspect Richmond would, would they have Rewalt, who's somehow playing a foil to Tyrone Vickery? I don't understand the logic behind that, and I never will. Or Bulldogs, whose forward lines, they're not, they haven't really produced a decent key forward or key position player since Chris Grant. So that's kind of concerning for the doggies. So Carlton haven't had a decent forward since Favola left, so... You know. <laughs> He's still got potential in weight. Oh, yeah. Wade's, a, Wade's a good player, but he's more your number two key forward than your number one. He, he's, yeah. Anyway. He's brainless that's... and he gets injured a lot. So, that's the round. Um, what are you looking forward to about this weekend, guys? Cookson? Hopefully there'll be decent game of football with... Can we just have some nice attacking football for the love of... Christ, I mean, I know my club has been really big responsible for football becoming a giant rolling mall. It's just, it's not aesthetically pleasing to watch anymore, and there's very few aesthetically pleasing players to watch. Just let the players express themselves and have some fun and smiles. <laughs> Stop doing structures and bloody this and that. What, you, what about you, Happy Dude? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, oh, personally, I always love looking forward to playing against Essendon, um, just because I like beating them, which hasn't, you know, didn't happen last year. So I'm hoping. Mm. But uh, also the uh, the top of the table clash between St Kilda and uh, West Coast, because uh, neither of those two teams, to be honest, before the the first round started, I thought they would both struggle a lot. So I I don't know. I, that one's just piqued my interest. I just want to watch that game. I can be a nice flowing game, and um, hopefully St Kilda can surprise and win. Yeah. Yes, I'm advertising for my club. <laughs> what about you, Russell Ebert Handball? Uh, outside watching my team play, I reckon the Saturday night Collingwood Geelong game will be interesting to see um, 
basically Geelong, uh, I think they still are a powerhouse and whether the Collingwood game against Sydney um, says more about Sydney than it does about Collingwood because we'll find out if Collingwood uh, push or beat Geelong then I think they're okay Um, but you know because Sydney are hopeless at the moment which is surprising to say so I think I think it'll be a good test to find out where Collingwood are, as I said, and obviously watching my team play, and um, hopefully the continuation of running over the top of the opposition. It'd be nice to do the whole four quarters, but that's pretty tough these days. You're against North. They're not exactly known for four quarters. <laughs> no, well, that's what it might be. It might be a shoot. They might kick for 15 goals for half-time, and we might kick 15 after half-time. See, uh, it begs the question, who would win out of North and Richmond at the moment? Oh, I could tell you was loose. <laughs> Nil all draw. So they they do seem to have adopted a slightly north game plan this year. Anyway, um, I think I'm I'm looking forward to the crowds on the weekend. Uh, GWS in Melbourne could set an all-time low record for the league, and uh, Essendon Carlton's crowd on on uh, Sunday night, and Collingwood Geelong's crowd on Saturday night will be one to watch if you follow that sort of thing. Um, I, I think we're going to see. Yeah, like I said earlier, we'll, we'll see Sunday night. The league will know whether this Sunday night thing is going to work because it'll have a massive effect on the crowd. I know a lot of people aren't going to the game from what I've been reading on a number of Carlton forums. I don't blame them. So, Sam supporters. It's just uh, let's not get let's not talk about it. <laughs> in, in in the bigger picture, uh, we, I think we were talking. Uh, when uh, the microphone wasn't on, uh, Gillan McLaughlin's moved away from um, setting the schedule to being given the deputy CEO's job officially this year and not doing the scheduling. What does this mean for McLaughlin if he gets the gig? Does he have to take over scheduling? Does he uh, uh, have to instruct? McLaughlin did scheduling for a while there, but uh, I think Lethlane actually did it last year as well. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm sort of thinking McLaughlin's done several years of scheduling. Plus, he's the broadcast guy, so now that he's going to be in charge, um, oh, I, th- I think before which, which is he going to favour? Is he favour? Does he say to Channel Seven, "Okay, thanks, but no thanks with these Sunday night games"? Well, I think someone might have to in the end, unless they start scheduling teams whose crowds don't really matter so much. I think you can get away with. How much Sunday night games do we have? I think it's like eight or something this year. Seven or eight. Yeah. I think you could, if you make it four at best and you do them bef- on specific nights where there's public holidays, afterwards like Easter, yeah. Sunday. And Labor you make Day, it, stuff like that. Yeah. You make it big competitive matches. Not the big teams, but you make them compelling matches that will be high scoring and will entertain everyone. That is how you can make it to succeed. If they just played the same teams over and over and it's just people aren't going to show up and people aren't going to watch it because it's just it's terrible they need to make it compelling which is what I believe they're lacking the AFL aren't doing they're not making it compelling enough for me to go or watch okay we're going to wrap the podcast up there guys join us in the extra where we're going to talk to Russell Ebert Hamble about Port Adelaide in the meantime thank you very much for coming on uh, Russell Ebert Hamble Thanks, Wookie. Thank you for coming on again, Cookson. No worries, lads. And thank you for debuting. Uh, Happy dude. It was a (laughs) start. When I got here eventually. Yes, that's right. 
But he did Sub get here. Sub-performance. And that, that's what's important. And it's good night from me, it's and we'll see... <laughs> it's good night from me, and we'll see you all on the forums. Okay.